I know we've only seen the Wildcats play four games together, but I really think we need to start having a conversation about Reed Shepard playing more than Rob Dillingham this season. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be asking the question, is Reed Shepard better than Rob Dillingham? And should he be playing more than Dilly? This upcoming season, it's going to be a fun subject to tackle with you guys. I know a lot of you probably have some very passionate opinions on this, so we'll dive into it in the middle of the summer. Why not? Also going to be discussing Olivier Rue, a seven foot seven. Yes, you heard me correctly. Seven foot seven, 290 pound big man that the Wildcats have recently scouted. Going to dive into what he is just to kind of give you guys an idea of what Kentucky's looking at here because it's a very very interesting prospect, to say the least. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the show. If you're listening on podcasts, you can subscribe wherever you are listening as well. Is Reed Shepard better than Rob Dillingham, and should he be playing more than him this upcoming season? There have been a lot of discussions that we have had on this show, a lot of discussions that have happened off of this show about the Kentucky Wildcats and their guard rotation this upcoming season, how they're going to handle the big four, Antonio Reeves, Reed Shepard, Rob Dillingham, and DJ Wagner. And for the longest time, I was of the opinion that Reed Shepard was going to be somebody that came off the bench and was going to be valuable for the for the Wildcats this upcoming season, but I wasn't quite sold on how impactful he was going to be, at least this year, because I was extremely high on Rob Dillingham. I I have been, and I will continue to be excited about what Rob Dillingham will bring to the Wildcats this season. And I say this season for a couple of reasons, and we're going to project out here on today's episode. This is just simply uh, kind of a what if with my take strongly attached to it. And if you guys disagree with it, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below. I think Reed Shepard will end up playing better than Rob Dillingham this season, and I believe that he will end up playing more than Rob Dillingham this season. And I understand a lot of you guys may take offense to that because we've seen essentially nothing from the Wildcats. We've seen four games in a Global Jam round robin where you had to, you had to, if you were Kentucky staff, let everybody kind of get their opportunity to shine. And Reed Shepard was statistically impressive outside of shooting. In his first game, he was 0-4 from 3, but he was able to do literally everything else from the, for the Wildcats. And then you got to see him get another opportunity in the next game. And he ended up playing much better offensively. And then you see in the third game, if I'm not mistaken, had a couple of breakaway dunks, had a couple of three balls go down. He was one of the best players, might have been the best player on the court that day. And then all of a sudden, everybody's eyes just kind of open up. And I know that people want Reed Shepard to be good. I understand that people will be excited and more happy whenever Reed Shepard blows up potentially into a superstar. But I don't think a lot of people out there 
expected it coming out of high school because of where he slides in with everyone else on this roster. It's not necessarily because of his individual ability. It's because guys like DJ Wagner and Rob Dillingham exist. And for the longest time on this podcast, I've sat here and I've told you Rob Dillingham will be Kentucky's starting point guard. Rob Dillingham is the best point guard on this team. And then you get to see these guys actually play. And I want to reiterate something that I said once the Global Jam was up before I say this. Rob Dillingham is an excellent distributor. He's also a very tough shot maker. He's very, very fun to watch, very energetic. But he, what he is is sporadic and chaotic. And I'm not quite sure that's what Kentucky wants from their starting point guard this fall. And as we've gotten to see with DJ Wagner, not only can he score the basketball for you at various points in the game, whenever things are important, whenever they're not, he can also distribute. He can also run your offense. You have Reed Shepard. You have Rob Dillingham. You have Antonio Reeves who can handle the ball for you as well. And it's not like your point guard is going to, it's not like in in football with your quarterback where they have the ball and get to decide where it goes. And once it goes there, the play's over. Other players will handle the ball in this offense. Other players will distribute. It's not like only one guy gets the passing yards or the assists here in this case. So I understand that that DJ Wagner, while he is very good at all of these different things, it's not necessarily going to be his primary role because of what other players are going to do on this roster. But I have continued to harp on the fact that I think your point guard, your five-star guy that was originally committed to NC State is going to be your dude at PG1. And I have since had to walk that take back after the global jam and just literally tell you guys I was wrong. I was incorrect, I think, about Rob Dillingham. With the way that he runs this offense, it is very, I think, I think it's going to be very fun for a player that comes off the bench to give Kentucky a change of pace. With Wagner's upper body control and pace and decisiveness. I think that will be what you want out of this team for the majority of a game. But whenever you want to kind of quicken things up, whenever you want to get an opponent out of control, whenever you maybe want to shift things a little bit, so to speak. And I, obviously I'm joking there because Rob is uh, the, the thing with Rob is he, he is too shifty. Uh, we would get him out there and he would completely change the pace of the game. I think speeding it up, making it a little bit more fun, you know, I think opening a lot of different opportunities for explosive plays up on both ends of the floor because of how you just rapidly uh, get the opponent going, I think, in terms of pace. Rob, I think, now, after getting to reflect and getting to see the Global Jam, I think that that's his role. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we've talked about we talked about DJ Wagner. We've talked about Rob Dillingham and what their roles are. I think Rob will probably come off the bench for Kentucky. 
Reed Shepard is somebody else that's supposed to come off the bench for the Wildcats this upcoming season. And I'm going to be honest with you. If it weren't for Antonio Reeves returning, you know, we would we would be looking at Reed Shepard as a possible two guard in, in this scenario, as a starting two for the Kentucky Wildcats this upcoming season because it's very clear a Thiero works way better at small forward. I could also see him running point in a weird world, maybe if Kentucky needs it because of injury, but he is bulked up to the point where it's just like, okay, play him at the three. Play him at the four in a small ball rotation like you did in the Global Jam. Uh, that would be very all, all, all good and well. Shepard has impressed, I, I don't think just me, but I think the entire fan base to a level that nobody expected coming out of high school. He is able to do, was able to do, a little bit of everything for Kentucky. And I know there were a lot of different players that padded stats and got all these different numbers. I'm not necessarily talking about the numbers here. I'm talking about the, the, the intensity on defense, the anticipation on that end of the court, the shooting, the distributing, the ball handling. I think that he was able to do a lot of things really, really well for the Wildcats that we just didn't expect out of a player that was supposed to be, I don't know, 10th, 9th in the rotation according to some people, but I'm really looking at this in, in a different light now to the point where I'm sitting here saying, I think overall, as a, as a player, overall, I think that Reed Shepard is going to be the second best guard Kentucky has on this team. I think overall. Again, let me reiterate, overall. What Antonio Reeves is, he's your best shooter. Hands down, your best bucket getter may, be, may end up being your best score by three or four points. Antonio Reeves is the best scorer on this roster. DJ Wagner is the best guard on this roster. And Reed Shepard, I think, is the second best guard on this roster. And what do you, you may say, well, Antonio Reeves, because of his scoring, may be the second best. And I think that, that that could be fair. You also have to think about the defense. How good is Antonio Reeves' defense this season compared to Reed Shepard, compared to DJ Wagner, compared to another guard wing, Adu Thiero? I don't know. I don't know. But Antonio Reeves, your leading scorer probably this season. Wagner's going to be your one. Rob Dillingham's going to be a guy that probably gets a ton of assists off the bench and is really fun and energetic and may end up coming back next season, to be honest with you, because of the limited minutes that he gets. Or hopefully, knock on wood, he, he doesn't enter the transfer portal. But I'm sitting here today, July 26, 2023, to tell you I believe Reed Shepard will end his Kentucky career, obviously because he, his father played here, as a more impressive player than, than Rob Dillingham. I think that that's, that's, a, fair play, that's a fair place to sit, sit right now. And we can project out all we want about how this team's going to do with this, that, or the other. This is just my this is just my opinion. This is just my take on it. I know some of you out there have fiery, strong opinions about this, of which you can sound off uh, in the YouTube comments below, or you can hit me on the socials at Locked On UK. If you just straight up think Rob Dillingham is going to be an insane player for Kentucky one day, have at it. Explain why in the YouTube comments below. I want to talk about a player that Kentucky is currently scouting. A current uh, player that's currently not on roster. Olivier Rue, who is a massive, uh, a massive prospect in the uh, in the literal sense. I want to dive into Olivier Rue and what he is here in just a second. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. 
These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have uh, access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you have to do is go to linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. You can add your job and then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the right candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why LinkedIn Jobs is rated the number one uh, in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors by small businesses. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college, linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right. And continuing along here on the Wednesday edition of locked on Kentucky, Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. Really appreciate everybody out there that is listening to Locked On Kentucky. If it's your first time, I would appreciate it if you subscribe to the show wherever you are listening, whether that be on YouTube, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google, whatever it may be there. I would appreciate it if you sub to the show. And I know what I said in the previous segment segments probably going to ruffle a lot of feathers. And if Rob's listening to this, if Rob's parents are listening to this, if the Kentucky player is somehow listening to this, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I, I want all of these guys to, to succeed. I'm not hating on Dillingham. I'm not hating on him. Everything that I've said about his game has been positive. I think that he is what he is. He's a chaotic, energetic, very fun player to watch with the basketball in his hands. He's a tough shot maker. I think that in a starting role, he would find success. But because of the situation, I think it's going to place him in a weird spot where Reed Shepard ends up outperforming him this upcoming year. And then next year, if Rob doesn't transfer, Shepard's probably going to be in competition for that spot. Or if Rob Dillingham, hey, he may be the point, point guard number one and Shepard may play off ball next season. We don't know. I'm just saying for right now, Reed Shepard looking like the better uh, long-term prospect, but I'm excited about both of them. Can't wait for both to see both of them play this season. Once again, I hope Rob proves me wrong. I really do hope he proves me wrong. And again, one more time, not saying anything negative, negative about his game. It's just the situation he finds himself in. Speaking of situations Kentucky may find themselves in that they have not found themselves in in a long time, do you guys remember, you know, back in the day when Kentucky would have really strong big men down low that had uh, some decent height to them? And I'm not, I'm not shading Oscar Shibway here. He's one of the best rebounders in, of all time in college basketball. But you remember back in the day when Kentucky would get some height down there, AD, Boogie, you would see those guys down there. Bam Adebayo, who wasn't particularly tall, but was just able to get things done on the defensive end of the floor. Well, now Kentucky, I think, is looking at adding yet another very tall center to an upcoming roster this year. A 2024 prospect at IMG Academy named Olivier Rue. I don't know if it's, it's, if it's Oliver Rue. I think it's Olivier. That's just my guess. And his last name, Rue, R-I-O-U-X. It's a French name. And the guy comes from Canada, native of Montreal, 7'7", seven seven, 290 pounds center, according to Canada's official team roster that is from Jack Pilgrim of KSR. 
Kentucky sent down two people to take a look at this guy to, to scout him. Orlando Antigua and Shin Coleman went out there, uh, according to Jack Pilgrim, to get a scout on him before Team Canada plays. I don't know what event they're playing in. Uh, I'll, I'll be um, intrigued to watch now that I know that it's happening. But Kentucky looking to potentially go back to what they've been over the over the pat over the first few years of the John Calipari era, which was obviously a very talented team, but uh, but they had some height to them, to them. They had some length to them, and I'm excited to see Hugo and Bradshaw as a pair of seven footers face off this year. But man, next season, if you could potentially have a world where Olivier Rue at seven foot seven is your guy anchoring you down low. I mean, first of all, it's going to draw a lot of attention, right? no doubt, from, from national media, um, across the world, probably. Look at this kid, seven foot seven, playing for the Kentucky Wildcats. I think that would draw a lot of attention. But let's dive into what this is here. This is currently, as it stands, an unranked prospect. According to 24-7 Sports, I mean, he's on their website, IMG Academy. They haven't updated his dimensions in a hot minute. Says he's from Bradenton, Florida, but we all know he's from Canada. Twenty, They have him as a 2025 prospect, too, but he is a 2024 prospect, according to Jack Pilgrim of KSR. What he is is an unranked prospect that I don't think a lot of people know about right now. And I know that there's the big thing out there of, well, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, he's the tallest teenager ever, period. He holds the record for being the tallest teenager of all time. There was a video, uh, an interview that he was doing where he said, I believe I hit seven feet at like 13, 14 years old. I mean, he's just a tall, very big, uh, in, in, in very physical big man. Watch him play, and I think that you'll very quickly see uh, a style that would work at a college basketball program that is known for getting tall guys in there. Go and watch him play and ask him what he likes to do, and the man says... I like to I like my post moves, I like working on stuff, but I love to dunk. And I love to dunk on other people. And you go and actually watch him play, and it's not particularly quick, I would say, but it's dominant. It's very similar to a guy that we've seen in college for the past couple of seasons now in Zach Eady. I would be very shocked if Purdue has not already offered this kid. Uh, I believe that they actually have taken a look at him. I believe they know of his, that he exists. I don't know if they've offered them that, him, though. I did a little bit of digging earlier to see if I could find that. But uh, I would be very shocked if they did not offer Rue and, uh, and sales pitch him on Matt Painter's system and essentially tell him, hey, man, come be the next Edie. Get your 20 a game. Get your little run and dunk going on. It'll be, it'll be good fun. Because if you break down this kid's film... I mean, it's very similar to what you see out of Zach Eady, kind of slow-paced, um, polishing his, his post moves over the past couple of seasons. You can notice the differences between, you know, two years ago to a year ago to just a couple of months ago if you're going to actually look through highlight reels. I think that he has definitely um, polished a couple of different his, of, of his individual mechanics, um, of which I can't speak fluently on, but I, but I, I think if you go and watch it, you would understand Rue would be a fun offensive prospect, not because he's particularly flashy, but because he's right there at the rim and you could just get it to him and take a dribble and just dunk. There are also several highlights where 
He's pushed underneath the basket. Like he loses control of the basketball or it's kind of tipped whenever he goes to get it, which by the way, um, if I am the IMG's head coach, I'm talking about entry points and I'm talking about where to actually get the seven foot seven man, the basketball, because guys, not everybody can go up here. So just throw it, just throw, throw it up. He's He's got to catch it. Um, but he, he would have it like tipped out of his hand and he would corral it and people would be fighting at him to get it. And he just, they just couldn't pull it away from him. And he'd be underneath the basket and there'd be like nowhere to dunk, but he'd just kind of take a step and do a reverse layup. And it wouldn't even really be a reverse because it just, it wasn't like a move. It was just like a stuck my arm out and flicked it in. And it was just, it was just very entertaining to watch this kid play on the offensive end of the floor. Defensively, I like the different things that I saw protecting the rim. It's very hard to not be a good rim protector at seven foot seven, 290 pounds. Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, where we only have the hardest hitting analysis. But I, I was not like shocked. There were several moments where against taller big men that weren't six foot six or six foot seven, against taller big men where he did kind of struggle with struggle with the physicality. Now he didn't back down. There were it was just highlights, so it was him either forcing misses or getting blocks. But there will be a world where he struggles defensively in a five on five setting at a Division one level against Power Six competition. That will happen if he does go to college and he goes to a Power Six school. That's going to happen night in and night out. There's going to be moments where he's he's attacked. Um, but I think that that's a, a part of his game that can very quickly be remedied if they can work with him on shot anticipation um, because it's, again, it's just not that difficult to block shots and defend the rim at seven foot seven. He's not going to be lacking overall in any area of his game outside of shooting. And do you want the seven foot seven guy shooting the basketball from outside the arc? I mean, do we, do we really want that? Wouldn't he be best serviced around the basket to grab rebounds? I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is, this is the most interesting prospect I have seen in a while. And I don't want to say it's the best prospect that I've seen uh, on talking about an individual on this show. I don't want to say it's the best, but it's definitely the most interesting. So if you've got any thoughts on Olivier Rue, if you've got any thoughts on what Kentucky may do in the front court this upcoming season with their recruiting, you can leave all that in the YouTube comments below. And I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore. You can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave it in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day and God bless.